All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chronicles from the Cushion, presented to you by Victory Fuel. Uh, my name is Sheldon Whitford, alongside track announcer Danny Schmidt, and our special guest this week is Clay Sowen, the modified driver out of Buckland, Kansas. Hello, Clay. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I guess uh, we usually like guys to kind of start off by talking about how they got into sport and or you can kind of recap your year. I mean, you, I looked at my race pass and you got 20 this year and 10 wins. So I guess you can kind of talk about whatever you want and we'll kind of throw questions in as we go. Okay. Uh, I think 12, 12 years ago or so, Sport uh, Mod class was getting started, and I uh, bought my Sport Mod out of Minneapolis, Kansas from a guy, and had no idea, uh, really had no idea what I was doing, and just kind of winged it and went to the track and kind of started learning a thing or two, and home built a car, and power better, and ended up... Uh, Buying some new tires, and uh, it's probably a story I always tell everyone this because, like, you can imagine how bad some guys, you know, are. And I was like way worse than like the worst car you see these days. Um, got some new tires and went out on the track, and uh, thought, you know, we're gonna be good with some grip. And uh, blue brand didn't know another one on, blew that one too. And uh, Jason Martin. Car driver uh, from Nebraska is beside us, and we thought, well, surely they're pulling over. And uh, so we were cutting the tent out of the body, and he come walking over there. And he's like, "What's going on on the tires?" We, uh, he's like, "Let me." See. He dismounted that rider beadlock, and uh, it turns out we were we were putting the tire on wrong on the beadlock, and it was was rolling over. And he kind of taught me that. So that, that's how educated we were when. Uh, Got into racing and then uh, got a Harris car that was a couple years old the next year and it was something a little better working. My prisoner, the time bring my car over to him and he taught me just about the basics of set or, you know, loads spring today, and uh, he kind of got me on the right track, and we started having a little success there. Got into the Rage Sport Mods and did that one, I think, in 2014, moved to Modified, and had Rage cars all the way up until two years ago, and gotten Razor cars, and that's what we've been in since, and just kind of kept looking to try to get better every time we go out on the track. So. Yes, uh, you can kind of touch on how you did last year. You were in one of the more stacked qualifiers, but you were able to lock in. Yeah. So watching you the whole night, and it seemed like the bottom of the track was really good last night, or it seemed like that was the line fire. Yeah. That was loaded qualifier. Um, that, that group of cars right there. I mean, you have Cody Thompson, 
won this event, and uh, Jordan Grabowski, I don't know if he's won it in the modified, but he's won everything else pretty much. And, you know, Eddie Bellick, that guy's off wherever he goes. I mean, he's got good equipment, he's a good driver, he's a good guy. And uh, so I knew we had our work cut out for us. Um, just to probably pretty even. Jordan was able to jump out the lead, and our lap times were all the same. But I just kind of fell off in the shuffle there for a lap or two and, and put myself in. Um, we missed the setup a little bit. I was way too free. I haven't raced on anything here. It's quite that slick. So um, I just I need I need to tune a little bit on it and tighten her up a little bit. Hopefully tonight for the A main, but. That, that 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 was a stat liar. We were looking earlier. I mean, this season I qualified a top four. Forty-four plus wins between them four cars. That's just like you. When you go out, you does it help knowing that the competition is so between the guys that everybody can just kind of go and run their own line. It's going to be okay because you know you don't necessarily race around Cody a lot. See, he's up in Iowa. Jordan's up in Nebraska. Every now and again, go to Thomas County Speedway, but a lot of those guys you don't really race against up there. But is it just the the fact that they kind of know what they're doing makes it easier? It, it makes it easier. It makes it tougher. I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to make any mistakes. They're going to capitalize on it. But it also, you know, you know, everyone can drive well, and no one accidentally cleans the other guy out or. No one's going to use someone up the wrong way. I mean, uh, there's a lot of give and take, a lot of respect. In the first couple laps, I think, showed that. I mean, we guys were out pretty hard there, um, sliding each other and stuff, and, and there was no contact. So being out there with quality drivers, I mean, you've got to be good, but you also know there's not going to be very many errors, you know. So it, it is fun. It's intimidating a little bit. I mean, when you have guys like Jordan who's won how many? national championship start behind you you know and i just kind of raced locally and cody i mean they, them guys face some stiff competition all the time and i probably had a disadvantage when it comes to that because i mean they're at they're running you know crown jewel races quite often and you know we're weekly so on the confidence side of things for me it's probably a little intense behind you chasing you I guess uh, kind of looking forward to now, um, now that you know you're locked into the show tonight, what's kind of the mindset? You know, you're, I'm just going to have a few hours here yeah. before you jump in the car for your feature. I guess, uh, what's your mindset? Are you going to kind of watch some of the <clears throat> change qualifiers and then watch the track? Or are you going to try to not overthink it and just, you know, tune on the car a little bit? Yeah, and don't tune off? yourself. About for yeah. sure. Um, it'll all be a last minute decision. I mean, it changed a lot today, you know, from qualifiers to the beginning of the, the A mains to when ours comes. It, those decisions will be like when the farming sessions come and stuff. But probably the main is to, you know, we've got a good and uh, we've won races here. Probably tune ourselves out, but try to make sure we give ourselves the best car. We have I, honestly, I, I'm gonna start somewhere between I think 10th and 12th, and I'm okay with that. Um, I seem to do better early. Um, I, I kind of like that, you know, starting right up front for 
50, 40 lap race. I'd rather hope that I'm good enough to chase, be chasing me. I'd rather be running third or fourth with a couple laps to go, 10 laps to go than running first. Because, you know, sometimes you're sitting stuck back, you know, we're going to have to use the whole track to get to the if we're good enough. And I feel like the races that we have one here, we've that's you know, twelve and tens and that far back that's what's helped us is we've had to use the whole track and so then kinda of know what we're working with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like Sheldon mentioned, you'll you know, there's gonna be some LCQs for you to watch tonight. You'll hit the track uh, for a little hot lap session after the modified LCQs. Is there much you can learn? about the surface from just and does uh, eventually they're going to have to farm it probably a couple yeah. times here tonight does the track consistently it rubbers up and everybody can take note on that and they farm it does it consistently kind of go through the same stages changes or is it just kind of a depending on when the farm session is? it's going to depend on when the farm sessions get how cool it gets you know it's going to depend on how yellow the classes before us have or or after a farm session um, and as the track, you know, starts trying to clean up and rubber up, because that's what they're going to farm for, is to, to prevent the rubber. And I know Chris isn't going to, he's not going to let us roll out. They're not going to do that. I don't, I don't think any, any driver wants to do that. Um, so, like, uh, it's going to come, rubber's going to come quicker and quicker, you know, because, so I, I I would think that, you know, I don't know what order them, like the class before us, probably having a farm session, they're going to the class, and then I think they probably run us, but I can't speak for them. It's really just going to depend on the weather and what happens. The only changes to my car until the last year. We'll, we'll wait and see. we got enough laps here to kind of know what we need. I, if I could have turned back time and I'd have just tightened my car up a little more for that ball. It's going to be quite that slick. I probably should have washed it over closely. Yes, but running the bottom last night, is there a third yeah. track? I mean, if I got my foot on the top, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody. I used to kind of run the bottom, but as I've got this car better, I mean, I, I would prefer to run around the top. I feel like that or uh, I shine right now. I mean, I used to be more timid and um, like to run around the tires, but now uh, if, I, if I got my choice off, I guess speaking of that, you just mentioned that you'd probably be towards the track. Is that kind of that works? You know, I've never raced, so but uh, is it kind of you gain confidence? go towards the top or it's a mile per hour thing for me you know if you're sitting here we're looking at the track. you can mm -hmm. just carry more speed yeah. around the top than around the and so you know if you can get your miles per hour up you're just gonna go faster yeah. and so you can be a little more consistent up there <laughs> now a lot of time we see you uh, you know for the first bit of the race everybody kind of goes to the bottom or at least the middle group Game? Is it something on the top shelf you're looking for, or is it just a month to see, month to do, somebody? I think a lot of times, 
everybody follows everyone around and sometimes you just not you know that's kind of why i try to attack things is there wherever there is a passing in their lane you know because you got to be able to step out of the line and if they're all on the top you got to you know they're all on the bottom and you know where we race it at dots and then here um you know it starts always kind of jam up early around the bottom really make up a lot of ground if you're willing to just that first lap get to see what happens on the track really start to slick off after that last that's the prep session is that i slick it's more of a driver track tacky's kind of was that the slickness where we saw a lot of really good looking for a little bit more accurate like i don't know i mean our spin out i know about Cam Gruber and how that's so I mean, he's fun out greasy for him, but uh, you know, so I I don't necessarily the hammer or anywhere in between. I just like multiple grooves, you know, it's slick, and if it's slick everywhere, and you can run the bottom or the top or the middle, or if it's hammered down, but it's racing multiple grooves, I'm okay with that too. Um, our qualifier a little bit. Found a lane, and that's just where we were all equally as fast, and that's kind of where. Um, but the track had a lot of races. I mean, and it was at the end. Of, well, I think that's just what you come to expect with a deal like that. Um, but uh, I, I don't really care either way, as long as you can race. You know, you know uh, mentioned the running order, and I guess. It- Kind of asking about so last weekend at Flatlanders, you know, we ran sport mods and then mod. So mods were second on track. Yeah. 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 I vote for that one. On a bigger show, yeah, like weekly racing, you know, the tracks usually hold enough grip that you can get through the night. But bigger shows, I mean, I I were to go earlier in the night, yeah. I mean, we're going to get a little bit more of a race. Track that hadn't been beat down all night, but I, I, I think you know, no to that, and they're they're gonna make it work. You know, I don't think that uh, I, I think they're gonna be willing to stop and farm all throughout the night and, and make it so that there's a racetrack, you know. Um, and I think there was good, a lot, a lot of good racing last night. I mean, I watched the sport, uh, uh the Dolan car and the Watts car, they changed lead. The last lap, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, and that was a race, and that we stock race uh, was going to be darn good, and the Olmstead just maybe spun out on his own. Not quite sure from over there. There, there was a ton of good racing. Uh, Tyler and uh, Mike Nichols, that, that, they changed, they changed leads. And, I mean, I really, I really think the track was racy all night. And the thing you got to remember is, you know, in our qualifier, everybody was so even so good that once we got lined out, when you have that many good cars, there ain't going to be a lot, a lot of passing because everybody's that good, you know, that even. Um, it, it, that's just how it was one laning for us, but at the same time, everybody was just that good. There was consistency in the cars, even, you know. 
So I, I think the track was racy in ours. We just all found the right group. You know, you just, the hobby stock race where Morgan was trying, trying to push on the last lap, spun, spun around there and turned number two. As a racer, how do you kind of pick on the reins there? Obviously, Morgan was running second into the event the last lap, spun around to an LCQ today. How do you kind of pull back on the reins there and kind of be a little less aggressive? Well, I mean, if you're here to win it, Every position counts in the MCQs, and Morgan's here to win it. I would assume Cody was here to win it. I'm assuming he's looking at that three first. He's looking at front row versus second or third row. That person winning it. Um, I mean, I'm sure looking back, he, you know, I would think he's thinking, well, maybe I should have taken it easy. But nine times out of ten for Morgan, it sticks. So. Uh, I can't speak for him, but I've, I've watched him race all year. He's a good driver. I mean, we had a big race earlier this year. We were in a heat race. I was in a transfer spot for a thousand to win, and I spot out, you know, trying to get the win instead of running. I think that, you know, we all can say that ends up just ride around and get second, but our mentality is that if we're going out on a track, you know. And starting spot, we're going to better our starting spot. So I I probably would have spun out. <laughs> Guess we can ask our favorite question. Fire away. What's this? So we've asked every driver this, and the same answer except for a few outliers. But if you had money and unlimited resources and you could race anything in the world on any track, what would you race? And what track? Is there like a bucket list track and a bucket list car that on a run someday? What did everybody else answer? Eldora. Eldora and Late Models. Late Models, Eldora? I don't know. I mean, yeah, Late Models, like, I probably Late <laughs> Models. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, unlimited money and Unlimited and one race that you could pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably right. Late model door would be fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'd be fun to strap into a four ten sprint. I mean, I don't know where. I think anywhere it'd be fun to strap into any of those cars, you know. But the late model race is pretty cool right now. That's growing, you know, and um, you know, Rick. Thornton and those Davenport and those are on a heck of a show, and I think they're almost getting a bigger following than the World Outlaw Eight models anymore. I mean, those are, are hard nosed races there, and that, that's fun to watch even from home, you know. So yeah, probably late models at Eldora. I don't, I don't think they'd be anything any better. Yeah. <laughs> Does it as a driver running in the IMCA sanctioning uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. who came from the IMCA ranks, being successful at the professional dirt wrecks. Does that, that really help the the grassroots kind of you know local touring drivers that are out in the game with you know they're doing this and it can it's a good feeling for them to see somebody like them. Yeah you know put that or not chip my shoulder but not trying to go one time or you know things like that. But, I mean, 
So that guy is the talent that, you know, kind of like Larson is one in a hundred million. I mean, we won't go on time as much as us. Probably rating to be that good. I mean, the cool thing about, you know, he came from, I remember started in IMCA and he, he did everything his, on his own and, you know, he, he strictly got there on his And that that in today's world is rare because of Gable, and, and he did it with his talent and attitude's always been really good. I I applaud him. And I'm not a fan of this because just watching what he's done is amazing. You know, I mean, it's there. There's no one else right now, and that's that's fun to see. I'm, I'm happy to see success. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know you've probably embraced against ten times, uh -huh. and uh, you know, Tanner was supposed to be down here this weekend, but a little issue with Darren Coach's car last week and uh, canceled that. But Tanner uh, jumped into the late model last night in his first appearance in a late model. Uh, what's it like to, you know, be able to race against Tanner? I know you don't race against him often. What's it like to face up, up against someone who's on a national Yeah, I I faced him one time and it was here last year. I think I got fourth last year here. Um and you know, we raced against each other a couple laps. I think he ran second. Uh the only experience I have racing here, but you know, again he's one of them guys that builds ours out of the shop and um kinda does on, you gotta have respect for guys to do that and they can race on those those nationals. They do it with me. I mean, I, I have men who build their own cars and, and races and wins with it and is successful. I mean, Tanner Mullins, Zane DeVille, but I mean, Justin O'Brien, Rage, he, he builds his own cars, drives them, they do good. Guys that, that do that stuff, um, that's A seller chassis in the future? No, 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 I don't have. I'm happy with Razor. Uh, I don't have the time for the paint cars. That that would be. Uh, if I was to do that, we'd be doing my like derby cars. So. <laughs> okay. so you you mentioned that you've been doing this for a little bit, and the. Just kind of walk us through how much from your rookie season up like now. Yeah, they've changed a lot. You know, your have gotten huge um, over the last year different shots you need to um tire work so much a lot of data and research into these things. I mean that's why these fancy builders that are good are what they get for cars because they come with a lot of data. I've been fortunate enough in my career to have really good people, you know, 
in my corner that were willing to help me and willing to teach me things. I mean, you really got, you know, parents started than the race chassis really got me going, you know, over the years. And then I decided that, you know, a couple of years ago, it was time to make a switch just for us. And we got on board with uh, Razor and, and they've been extremely helpful. And they've me a really, really, really good call. And, uh, I've been with Andy Eckridge at Precision Performance for since I can remember, and he's he's always been really willing to help me and teach things along the way. And anytime I have a question, you know, he'll kind of answer me. So a lot of times, you know, it, it, sometimes it's not like what you drive, it's who you got helping you. You know, who's willing to get information and teach you. And so I've been fortunate enough to have guys that are willing to share that information. You know, when I started as a race fan, especially a lot of times, you see everybody kind of carrying the left run around the corners. Now it's more of the the left rear is kind of hunched up underneath the car. Is that just set up as the information from the kind of the way you guys set up cars is changing? I still carry my left quite a bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, everything kind of in the modified world, I think, follows the late model world. Seven, eight. But game models used to carry them on a lot of that, you know, left or tucked under the car, trying to get a lot of deck height, elevation. It's all aerodynamic, you know. Everyone's trying to get the tail of the car as high as they can in there, keep the nose down. Um, so I'd say that's what it's stemming from most of what you're seeing is just keeping good posture in the car to keep air on the back of the car. That's why you're seeing guys all the time, I mean, myself included, um, or getting warned or... Um, guys are getting docked two spots for deck height and just different things like that is you know everybody's pushing that limit of trying to keep tail as high as they can. Now we hear it a lot obviously with NASCAR and that stuff about aerodynamics and you just brought it up but how important is aerodynamics for a lot of like dirt racing? It's huge I mean and all you have to do is go back and watch the highlight video of uh, Ricky and Davenport when he slides him a while back a couple weeks ago, and he never just did Davenport Rex. I mean, he took the air off his car. And like this place, you'll see in the dust, I mean, you can see the air swirl on the cars. And, I mean, you get right in behind someone here coming in the corner, and your car won't turn. And so it, it's it's bigger than people think, you know. It, it's more important than people think, but uh, you still got to have a good race car. You can have an aerodynamic build body, but your car is still not good. Anything else, Tanner? I have one more throw it out. We got to get them towards the draw here short. We got 15 minutes. So, coming, we got them doing track prep out in front of us. What are, you know, you kind of know around the the general location that you're going to be going for. What are your expectations coming in here? Nice. Maybe take home that $5,000 check. Oh, man. It's going to be tough where we're starting. I wish I'd have ran about second or third. I think that my, I'm going to have to go quick. You know, the start's going to be really important. Um, we're not going to be able to ride very long early. I, I would think we're going to have a caution or two, but I need to position myself quick, you know, to make up some ground in the first couple of laps, hopefully. But there's a lot of good cars up front. There's not real early, so... We're going to have to take 
what you know happens on the start and roll with it, but just be willing to adapt and overcome in there and never run out of ideas because we got 40 laps, but we're going to have to have a good race car and things are going to have to go our way and we'll just see what happens. I mean, if I end up, I mean, worst case scenario, we'll start 12th. If I end up in the top five, I'll be happy. You know, I put myself behind last night, but it can be overcame. I guess um, I'll kind of mend things play with the driver's favorite part when I tell them they can thank whoever they want. And they always. <laughs> this is where everybody realizes yeah. that their rap is very important yeah. to their victory lane speech. Their yeah. rap is? Yeah, yeah. they got all their sponsors they can turn around and look at. I don't yeah. need my rap. All right. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do have a lot of people who think uh, my wife and my kids, man, I mean, they're, this is a family deal, and we do it together all the time here. Uh, Isaiah Pierce, he's my crew chief. You, you see him in the victory pictures and stuff. Uh, Razor Chassis, I mean, they build me a really good car, and I'm happy with them. Uh, Andy Eckridge at uh, Precision Performance builds my shots. Uh, I got good bolt-on parts from him. Performance bodies, they uh, give me a Pretty good discount with stuff. Uh, my Brownie Motor Supply gives me all my oil and my filters. Um, all my help back home through the trucking company and the farm. I mean, they're picking corn today. They were probably happy to see me go for the weekend because I'm too bossy the way it is. <laughs> my mom and dad, I mean, they uh, give me a place to work on my cars and allow me to uh, be gone. Uh, Mike Bennett at Dynamic Driveline, I mean, I haven't paid for a driveline in five, six years. I get two or three of those a year. Um, brand new. That's amazing to have him. Uh, Jim and Debbie Smiley uh, at uh, Buckland Communications. Uh, they have a cell phone company there. They sell cell phones. And they always give me money every year, and they're big race fans. Um, all of the people just help me along the way. It, it's, it's great to have the support that we do, and we're kind of just a little mom and pop thing, but it works for us. You know, it, it really does. Uh, the Speed Shack in Dodge say Tyler Knight, they, or Jordan and Tyler Knight, they uh, sell us some tires and fuel when we need stuff like that. And the door do here. Um, I, I also got to thank like, guys like you that uh, draw attention to our sport because not enough people do and they don't know what's going on out here. And so I appreciate the, the stuff that both of you guys do. I, I read your articles and, you know, Chris here and the guys at Tyler Fetters that runs Dodge City and Mac out of Colby. I mean, promoting's not easy these days and racing as long as I have. It hasn't been a long time, but things have changed and I just appreciate to have places to race. So I, I thank all the promoters that are willing to stick their necks out and put these shows on and they're not easy and, um, you know, a lot of times there is track fashion and stuff like that, but I try to stay out of that stuff and I, I'm thankful to be here no matter what happens tonight. I mean, I know that every track promoter is going to do the best they can to give us the best, and I have faith in that, and I'm thankful for that. So I, I'm thankful for Chris and everyone that works here this weekend that puts the show on, and I'm just glad to be here. For sure. Okay, well, have you uh, go ahead and sign both flags. Okay. Um, for those of you listening, and I'll put it on Facebook, We'll probably try and do that group picture. It's probably close enough to draw that. So maybe right after drawing, we can get 
we can get everybody down to this house that's been on the podcast and try and do a group picture real quick. Uh, and then if you haven't signed the flag, I know like Braxton Berry, Cody Williams, um, there might be a couple over that haven't got a chance to sign the flag. We can definitely make sure everyone signs it and then we'll give away one of the flags tonight. Hopefully we have a little bit of a break for intermission and we can get like two minutes to give the flag away. But other than that, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing it.